I feel like once you make make that big move, so let's say it's moving to a new city, or I guess the example of like launching your brand or your business is a really good one. I think that's 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 kind of the journey. And then I think from there, it's all about like evolving and and learning. I really don't feel like we're ever, we're ever done. I know I feel like this in my day to day. Like I never ever feel settled with where I'm at. I always feel mm-hmm. like there's more I should be doing or achieving or learning. Like I, I'm very hard on myself. It's really hard, especially like in the digital age that we're in. And you can use every word, you know, like it's saturated, it's competitive, it's it's noisy. Like with that kind of landscape, like we can't keep stagnant. <laughs> Welcome to the PS Younger Self Podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm excited to introduce our guest today, who I actually met in London briefly. We'll get to that story in a bit, but we reconnected recently through a mutual friend, the fab Nicole Rose. My guest today is a female podcaster, digital media maven, turned full-time content creator of The Lipstick Fever, who has been recognized by the Huffington Post, The Evening Standard, and The L, to name the few. And now is a new mom juggling all this in the most so chic manner. She's joined me today to talk about how to develop the mindset to make big life moves because she has not only successfully made some major moves, but is now inspiring women around the world to fearlessly do so to whether it's in our personal or professional lives by speaking to motivating female founders and entrepreneurs through her own podcast called The Big Move. Please meet M. Roberts. Hi, Em. I'm so, so, so happy to have you here with me and just love the way we reconnected. How are you? I'm good, Chris. Thank you for the fab intro. (laughs) Um, Nice to chat with you as well. I'm really excited. Of course, you are fab and I'm really, really excited to reconnect, as I said, and as I was alluding to for my guests about how uh, our story of how we met and reconnected. It was really fun. So I thought I'd kind of start there of how we reconnected and met. So I met M in London briefly when I got a newsletter of one of my favorite hotel chains, The Hoxton, was opening up their newest location in London. Do you know, do you remember which location that is? Um, oh my God, it's so bad. Um, it's south, it's south of the river. Um, yeah. In London. Oh my God. It's going to come to me probably like, <laughs> it's okay. um, but no, it was their new location and it was yes. my first ever live event, Chris. And so I, I, I love that we, I love that we met in person and I love that we had never met before because for your first live event, you're like, oh my God, who's going to show up? Like who even knows about this? Like what is happening? Um, so I thought that that was really cool that we just met very organically in that way. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I just thought it was a very cool concept and idea of a live podcast recording because I had never heard of a live podcast recording and I had never attended one. But to be honest, you know, when I moved to London and share that story or connect with that later, but I had just gotten into just binging on podcasts. And then when I saw this newsletter featuring you about, and of course I 
knew nothing about you at the time. I just thought it was so cool to go see a live podcast recording at the Oso oh Chic Hoxton. And then hopefully meet some really cool people, which I did, including some of your friends and listeners that were there. And uh, yeah, you were so lovely. And it was a, such a really cool event. And then for our listeners, so I don't think really stayed in touch or anything, but I saw you, no, I didn't see you. I heard you on our mutual friend, Nicole's podcast. I'm like, oh my God. I immediately text her and I was like, I met Anne in London. (laughs) She's like, she's so fab. I have to reconnect you guys or connect you guys. You guys should do a pod swap. And so I just love how this came full circle. Me too. And it's so funny how, right, how all of us have now kind of been on each other's podcast, women supporting women, very important. Um, But no, I think it's cool how we kind of re reconnected. Um, And yeah, shout out to to Nicole Rose, because she is the best. So Exactly. So let's talk about making major life moves. This theme actually inspired you to start your podcast called The Big Move when you moved from New York City to London in 2017. And today you get to interview some badass women from all around the world, making their own major moves in their careers and also in their personal lives. So why is this message of fearlessly making big bold moves important for you to share and especially for women? Yeah, it's such a good question. I mean, there's a few reasons why. I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, the foundation of my blog, which is called The Lipstick Fever, and my brand was really always about sharing what I love. Um, And five, six years ago, that was predominantly, you know, fashion, my outfits, beauty, lifestyle tips and tricks, things like that. Um, But I feel like I came to a point in the last couple of years where I felt like I wanted to drive value in a a bigger way. There's a lot more to me than than just my outfits, frankly. Um, So I felt this pull in this direction of starting this podcast. Um, And as well, like my professional background is actually in ad tech. Um, So when I lived and worked in New York, I worked in the startup world. um, And I was in digital marketing. um, And I always found a lot of like motivation and inspiration from podcasts, from books about successful people, like documentaries. Like I always, I always find the stories of successful people very inspiring and motivational in my own life. Um, And so for me, like being in London and moving here was a bit of a turning point because I felt like I was meeting women from literally all over the world with these really cool backgrounds, um, starting their own businesses and their own brands. Um, So for me, like a culmination of those two things, the podcast just made sense. Um, The idea came to me, um, you know, kind of putting this all together in the form of a podcast. Um, And I think like the last, the last point I would say is like, I've always felt very much aligned with female empowerment and just like showing the world how strong we are. Like we do so much. Um, you know, we're we're women in business, we're mothers, we are trying to literally juggle and do everything. And with so much to share, I just think like it all kind of made sense in that way. So I feel like my ultimate goal with my podcast is like if my listeners can leave with literally just like a pep in their step or like a little mm little dose of like positivity um, to launch their brand or their business or like to move to that new city, um, then I feel like I've kind of done my job in a way. Um, so that was kind of like, I guess, the the reasonings be- behind why I started it. 
Well, it's an incredible reasoning. And I especially love the, the point that you said, how you wanted to drive more of value, that you were more than this beautiful facade of showcasing your outfits, which are fabulous. And, and I really resonated with that as well, too. And because, you know, I was in fashion a bit too. I mean, my background is in digital marketing too. And I remember at this point, I don't know if it's it, you feel the same, but I remember through social media, I was following all these fashion influencers, you know, and, and I thought to myself and nothing against them, but I thought, oh, you know, it's just absolutely beautiful. And I'm aspiring to or, or admiring their look, but I didn't feel I was gaining anything more out of it. And then now I find myself like following people um, who are thought leaders where they are sharing uh, incredible conversations, inspiring content, and not that like, you know, looking great can't be inspiring, but I love that you're thinking of, you know, this female empowerment, as you said, and that you have a bigger mission, which is to give more positivity, inspiration, and that pep in the step. So I appreciate you bringing that world or that piece into the world. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I would say is like, I don't want to discount those fashion bloggers that are, you know, purely sharing their style and their fashion day to day. Like, I don't want to discount them at all. I follow so many of them and I and I love their style and I get a lot of inspiration from them. And they are such hustlers and they are driving their business, you know, and they are starting, you know, their own clothing lines and that kind of thing. So I really don't want to, you know, discount the the hard work that goes into all of that. Um, I just think that it comes down to like at the end of the day, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to share on your platforms? If you have a platform, you have an audience um, and we all evolve, like we find a new direction. So I think like, I think throughout your, your kind of um, journey, you just, you hone in on that really. No, you're absolutely right. Thanks for that. Thanks for saying that, that yeah, everyone has their own platform and everyone has their own gift and uh, talent and sharing in the world that does inspire people in different ways. So no, I appreciate you saying that. So while when we think about big move, I think we automatically associated with relocating or uprooting ourselves to a new city. But making major moves is also applicable across so many parts of our lives. And you can certainly attest to it from like transitioning out of your corporate nine to five world to becoming self-employed to recently entering into a major new life chapter as a first time mom. Um, So let's talk about the mindset though, because I think the mindset is extremely important and really fundamental to develop as an anchor to make these life moves. So first, how do you think we can best repair our mindset when it comes to making any big move in your life that can be really life-changing? Yeah, it's such like a profound question, Chris. Um, I'm going (laughs) to do my best to answer it. But um, I think I think in thinking about this in particular, like the the thing that comes to mind the most for me is like level setting your expectations, like kind of being Mm. real with yourself. So whether it's moving to a new city or starting a new job or like launching a new brand or business, I think for me, like if I, if I kind of look back at all of like the different, I guess, I guess paths, um, you know, that I've kind of gone along, it's like, 
if we can prepare ourselves and understand that there's going to be challenges along the way, like we can maybe save ourselves some disappointment. Um, I think change can be really, really scary. So I guess a good example of this was like three years ago when I moved to London, um, you know, I didn't know what it would be like making friends and finding connections here. Um, I was, it was, it was bizarre. I was obviously moving to a new city. It was really scary. I was with my partner, but I was craving these like instant connections. It's like, I almost thought that I would land in London and have this huge group of girlfriends. That is, it's just not realistic. Um, the fact of the matter is that that all takes a lot of time. So I guess what I would tell myself if this was three years ago is like, try to be patient, try to like level set those expectations, like be real with yourself. Like this is all going to be kind of a process. Um, so try to, try to enjoy it and like be kind to yourself along the way. I remember kind of beating myself up like, oh, like I feel like I haven't found my place yet. I feel like I haven't built really strong friendships, you know, like what's taking so long. So yeah, I hope that makes sense. But I I think like being kind of real with yourself, um, going back to your question. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And I want to thank you for being just so real. Like, honestly, as saying that, like, you know, there was even moments where you were beating yourself up for not achieving in your, in your own mindset. I think, you know, correct me if you disagree, or tell me if you disagree, Em, because I think so many of us, especially who have, who are high achievers, you know, which are my listeners, we set very high goals, lots of goals. And like you said, these expectations. And so when, and these timelines, I think we expect to achieve things at, you know, I think also just because of the type of like world we live in, we're like hyper digitized and we need instant gratification. So if we're not meeting a very high achieving goals at like tomorrow, we get disappointed. And we, and we, you know, beat ourselves up, like you said, but I'm so glad that you said to be patient and be kind. And I love, love the way you said level set your expectations. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. I feel like we're all in such a rush and it makes sense. Like we are bombarded with so much data, so much noise, so much media. We're constantly, constantly like on this rat race. Um, and I just think it's important to try to just right slow down, like understand like the time that it just takes for all of these, like kind of big changes to kind of, um, work themselves out. Mm-hmm. And so you were being just so honest and real with us about, you know, how it wasn't easy and you had your own mental kind of, um, I wouldn't say struggles, but you know, just some, it wasn't as easy. But have, did you deal with any fear in making any of your big moves, whether it was the move from New York to London or transitioning out of your corporate world to you know being self-employed and building these platforms and these communities? Did you have any fears and how have you managed to overcome them? Yes. Oh my God. So I feel like <laughs> fear is exactly the word because- I was so scared to start my podcast, like truly, it was full on fear. I had a fear of public speaking when I was in high school and college. Um, I very much still kind of do like when I think about getting up 
in front of a room of a hundred people and speaking, I get heart palpitations. Um, really? Honestly, I yes, a hundred percent. Thinking back to again when I saw you live, I'm like you and I don't recall uh, who your guest was, but it just seems so natural. I mean, thank you for that. I was certainly <laughs> very, very nervous. I remember, and I remember I was, I think I was like eight weeks pregnant, so I also wasn't feeling great, and. Again, yeah, and you're a pregnant girl. <laughs> I'm like, this girl is so gorgeous, and I had so much fun. But anyway, please continue. Anyway, hey, that's it. we fake it till we make it, right? Sometimes, we have to, <laughs> um, but but no, I mean that that event is a good example. I think there was a room of less than 15 people, and I was I was super nervous. Um, and I know being a host on a, a podcast is very different than public speaking, but at the same time, like you're being recorded, there is pressure to deliver um, a thoughtful, strong episode where you sound, you know, eloquent and put together. So, and there's certainly that element of like public speaking that goes into it. And so it's just bizarre when I, when I look back, because I'm like a year and a half to having and hosting this podcast and somehow I've landed in a role that like I was most scared of. So I, I never thought that that would if you had told me five years ago, you're going to, you're going to host a podcast, I'd be like, no, absolutely. There's no way. But I guess to answer your question, like, how did I overcome it was exactly that it was like taking the first step. So literally the baby step of, okay, what's the name? The big move podcast. Cool. Let's get the Instagram handle. Okay, cool. Um, I really, really believed in this idea and I, and I still very much do, um, which is what has kept me going through. Um, and I think when you culminate all of those like baby steps together, then you come to the launch and you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I think, I think putting your head down, um, taking those baby steps and also like understanding what is the worst that happens that no one listens to it. Like, I think you just have to kind of go for it if you really believe in, in said idea, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, don't you think that fear is just all in our head? And I love how you said it, that it's a combination of taking the first step, which I I think personally is the hardest. It's the hardest, like overcoming what we just tell ourselves. It's our own um, mental game that we play that holds us back in, I think, truly living in our genius of stepping into our potential growth or potential ability to influence and impact, which is exactly what you're doing. And then those baby steps, those micro steps is when you can allow yourself to, because I think also when you set these, the baby steps lead to the big step, right? But if you take it in like little bite-sized micro you know, form, I think it makes it that much more real, that much more easy to see the progress. And then when you see the progress, it it further motivates you to get one step further. So I really, really like the way you put it about how it's about taking the first step and the baby steps. Yeah, it's so true. And just like to your point, it's like you have to put in the work. When you do put in the work, you gain more confidence. Um, so yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Exactly. So do you think there are different stages of our mindset once we make that big move in our life to then managing the big move? Because as we were talking about how the first step is 
the big step, right? I think it's the hardest, but, you know, as you were so well um, saying it to us that it's all about the little baby steps that go along with it, which is managing the step that you made, you know, that move. But do you think from our mindset, M, there is a difference and one is, you know, and, and how would they be different for you personally, if it has been? in taking that first step or managing the big move along the way? Yeah, no, 100%. I think there's like a massive difference in that I feel like once you make make that big move, so let's say it's moving to a new city or I guess the example of like launching your brand or your business is a really good one. I think that's 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 kind of the journey and then i think from there it's all about like evolving and and learning i really don't feel like we're ever we're ever done i know i feel like this in my day to day like i never ever feel settled with where i'm at i always feel mm-hmm. like there's more i should be doing or achieving or learning like I, i'm very hard on myself and i'm i'm sure you're similar in that um being that you're also super motivated like it's really hard, especially like in the digital age that we're in and you can use every word, you know, like it's saturated, it's competitive, it's, um, it's noisy, like with that kind of landscape, like we can't keep stagnant. So I think, I think like once you get there, it's all about like trying to grow. So I know for me, like, especially in the last year, I've just tried to read, like read as much as I can. And I know Mm. we're going to talk about this. Um, You and I are both fans of like stoicism. Um, I'm also reading a book right now called The Power of Positive Thinking um, by by, um, Norman Vincent Peale. Um, Again, Mm -hmm. this is my husband's book. This is not even my book. I just saw it and I just kind of picked it up. And I actually was like, okay, like I'm actually, this is very feel good. This is like doing something great for my mindset. Um, This is, you know, really like helping me in my day to day. And I just feel like I'm really big on like being positive and like positive thinking and having all of those things kind of like interconnect. But I think you have to work on it. Like I'm very, very hard on myself. and you need something to keep you motivated, like keep keeping you going day to day. Um, it's not just going to come naturally to you. Um, so I think, I think, right. It's like, once you make these big moves and, and once you, you get there, you have to just keep like bettering yourself. Like it's, it's just kind of a never ending process. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with you about how we're always evolving. And to me, I personally believe that that's one of the key purpose in life as a human is this evolution that we go on. And oh my God, I feel like, you know, we're in our most innocent stage as a child, right? We come in completely innocent and then we get indoctrinated by all these programmings of everyone else's beliefs of what society expects of us, what our family expects of us. And then you have to then kind of go on this journey of figuring out what do you really want and to continue to grow and evolve. And that for me has been one of the most incredible journeys that I started to really invest in is in this personal development, this personal growth. And to be very honest, it's been only recent for me when I took that jump from uh, New York to London to just do what I really wanted to do. And so I loved how you said it, how you just keep working on it and you're motivated. So besides this passion to always 
evolve and learn and read. That's such an important, important one too. And I don't know about you, but I'm reading more now than ever now that I work for myself. Do you feel the same way? Like, do you have more time to read? Like, I know you're a new mom, so you're even busier than ever, but did you ever read as much when you were working in the corporate world? So I guess I I totally agree with you, but I think it comes down to, for me, like when I was working full-time in the startup world, I was in New York City. And as you know, when you live and work in New York, you literally don't stop. You leave the office, you're either going to an event or you're going to a client drink or you're meeting a friend, you get home late, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, you go to sleep, you get up, you do it again. Um, And so certainly that has changed. Well, that has changed for so many reasons. And um, especially now with, you know, the climate that we're in. But um, for me, New York is synonymous with that rat race. So no, I was never reading. That's that's what's so crazy. So when I think yeah. about like all of the books I've read, it's like over the last few years that I've been in London. And of course, working for yourself, you have more flexibility. Um, but I also truly believe like you make the time. So instead yeah. of watching Netflix and binging for two hours, just, just read a book at night. I mean, it's easier said than done. I know for me, like at the end of my day, late night, like I put Parker to bed, um, or after I check on him, I just want to like watch something mind numbing. So a hundred percent, but I read in the morning. So I read, I get up with Parker, um, and I read like an excerpt from stoicism lately. Then I open up, um, the power of positive thinking and I read a little bit, um, and Parker kind of plays in his little playpen for a little bit. So I think, you know, even if it's 20 minutes, I think just, um, I think taking, I think making the time basically to answer your question. Um, I think we can all do it. Amen. We all make the time for what we want to do. So thank you. You're absolutely, absolutely right. And I freaking love that you read to Parker every morning. Yes, I love that you don't read stoicism because that's, um, yes, one of the things that we totally align with. But just the fact that you're reading to him, that's such a beautiful exercise what made you think of that well I also and is say that- why- oh sorry is there a reason why also you're reading stoicism to him okay well first what I want to say is I'm also reading children's books at night okay so I don't want anyone <laughs> to coming at me because obviously stoicism right and um and the other books that I'm reading they are adult books I don't I don't necessarily think it's very entertaining for Parker but um <laughs> just a little something we do hey maybe he's absorbing some of it I don't know um Sorry, what was your what was your actual question? <laughs> uh, I it was why because oh, I think oh, it's such a beautiful exercise. Like, what made you think of reading to him? And was there a reason why you read Stoicism, even though yes, you're reading ch- children's book too? I mean, the simple answer is actually like. I felt like when I had a baby, I still wanted to feel like me and still kind of have my morning routine. Um, the first three, four months, that absolutely goes out the window when you have a baby. Forget it. Like all your your morning is a hurricane. You're a storm of just feeding and and getting them to calm down and all of that. But Parker's seven months, so he can like happily play on his own for a little bit. Um, and so I kind of have my morning back in the sense of I know that he can kind of entertain himself for a little bit. Um, and that was always my morning routine was like having um, my coffee and like kind of vegging out, reading an excerpt from stoicism to just like kind of level set for the day. Um, I know you and I have talked about stoicism and that 
I, I discovered stoicism through Ryan Holiday, who I just love. Um, exactly. And so like I started reading his books and he, I think he shares stoicism in a really digestible, relatable way um, in modern day life. I have to be honest with you because I tried opening up meditations and I'm having a really hard time with it. <laughs> Oh, I hear you a hundred percent. So I'm going to get real as well too. So, you know, we, we talked about this, how like we were geeking out, like to tell the listeners privately, we were just catching up before we got on the recording about how, oh my God, we, we both got to stoicism through Ryan Holiday. And, you know, I personally was never really like this philosophy geek at all, but I agree with you and that he just makes it so much more palatable and relatable. And so I got really obsessed with it and I ordered meditations and another book uh, by Seneca. And even though I read through meditation, I agree with you hundred percent. It is not easy, but, <laughs> and there are things I had to like, look up, what does it mean? And, and I had to reread, but when you really do read into it, it is so deeply profound, right? About how it was just their way of living. And I, what I love about it is that, the, the mindset and notion of things happen in life. Shit happens. Like, you know, kind of like COVID 2020, right. let's just say. But at the end of the day, it boils down to the choices that you make and the choices on how you decide to react to and approach how everything happens in your life. And that is a difference between creating the life that you want and just being, um, having life at you or being reactive. Totally. And I think it's so interesting. I'm sure you've noticed this too, like in the daily stoic November's theme is acceptance. Um, mm. and I just felt like that really coincides with everything. It's been a rocky year. There's been a lot going on. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, you'll speak more on this on my podcast, but at some point we have to let go and worry about the things that we can control. Um, so I thought that it was so interesting that November is um, a more fati, which means acceptance. Yeah. Yes. It's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. More fati, love of fate, accept, just accept how things happen. Because yeah. it's easier is, said, but yeah, yeah. It is. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, but it's all about practice. So um, for me, making big, bold moves has allowed me to gain new perspectives on my life and how I view the world, about others, and even about my future experiences. And I truly believe, as we've just talked about, that 2020 has been a lot for us. And it and for me, I think it's also been about the year of perspectives. Has it for you? And how so? Um, how do you? How has your big moves changed or perhaps impacted your life perspective? Yeah, so 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 very much. Um, this year, I became a mom. Um, so my son was actually born seven months ago in the middle of a UK lockdown. So that was last oh March. God. So he he's literally the time tracker for me for for what has kind of gone on and how long we've been in this sort of state of flux in the world with this with this pandemic. And so becoming a mom, like talk about something to put things in perspective and like a life change that 
really, really makes you realize what's important. Um, and so yes, 2020 has been certainly like a, a massive, um, you know, life-changing year for me. Um, I feel like I'm just better at honing on, honing in on like what's really, really important. And that's, you know, my family. And I think, I think the pandemic has done that for so many people. Um, we've all had to slow down. Um, so in a way, I think that's a really positive thing that's kind of come out of it. And I'm just, I'm better at prioritizing the things that are like truly important to me and, and what I value. And so, um, I'm thankful for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Parker's gorgeous. And I can't believe uh, when you just said it, he was born during the pandemic. Holy cow. Yes. Well, was pandemic oh. baby. And thank you. He, um, he is quite, he is quite the gem. Oh, so actually I want to ask you this, you know, because you're all about the big move and you've definitely gracefully, but, you know, I love how authentic you've been today and sharing how it's been making these big moves and how setting the right mindset can really be um, a way to help manage and grow through the evolution of your big moves. Do you have another big move um, up your sleeve? And do you see yourself in London for a bit? Ooh, curveball. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I certainly have aspirations for launching like another brand or business. Um, and I, I don't know what that's going to be, but um watch this space because it's certainly like a goal for me. I'm definitely not done yet. So, um, so, so that, and then in terms of being in London, we will be here for the foreseeable future. Um, we'll return to the U S at some point, but for now we're just, we're trying to stay present, enjoy where we are and, um, and we'll go from there. Oh, well, I miss London and I'd love to see you the next time I'm there. That's over and, a drink, hopefully when this is over. <laughs> yes, yes. Or at least when the lockdown is over again. Exactly. So, um, this is a question I love to ask all of my guests. If you can pass on one piece of advice to your younger self to remind her to live fully in the present and always on her own terms, is there anything you'd like to pass on to her? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think like find the thing that makes you tick, like find your passion. Don't stop until you find it. Um, and then like, let it lead you to your next step, whether that's a career change, moving to a new city, like whatever it is. Um, I think you just have to go for it. I know it's easier said than done. Um, but hone in on that and, and you'll, you'll figure it all out. Well, thank you for that inspiration and for doing what you do again, also in bringing women together to empower other women with um, their stories of you know success and trials and tribulations through your podcast and your work. I think it's it's needed and it's such a little shining light. So, where can our listeners find you and listen to your podcast, find your uh, blog and everything else? Yeah, of course. And thank you, Chris. This was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. So you can find um, my main platform is the Lipstick Fever. Um, it's just at 
the lipstick fever on Instagram. And then um, the podcast in um, Apple Podcasts, you can search for The Big Move or you can find us at in, on Instagram at The Big Move Podcast. Amazing. Well, I had so much fun with you, Em. Thank you so much for joining me all the way from London, one of my favorite cities. And I just felt like it was like two girlfriends uh, catching up. So I really appreciate your time. Me too. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of PS Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.